Nerd Talk, Dork Talk, Real Talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. So, you may have noticed on the last episode, or not, I mean, I didn't get a ton of listens. That's both a good thing and a bad thing in this uh, situation, in this scenario. If you listen to, what was it called? Bizarro Anorexia. It may not even make sense anymore, because... The ending's different. I may have named it that because I said bizarro anorexia a couple times. I thought it was a knee slapper. I thought it was pretty clever. So I named the episode after it. But there's a good chance it got cut out of the episode. Why? Because you, know, you might be one of the people who actually listened to the episode. So you know how I finished that episode. Or you don't. Maybe you know how I finished that episode. And it was kind of embarrassing, I guess. I was completely vulnerable and open, and hopeful, and boy was I mistaken. Without getting into it, without tweeting at me, without letting other people know, let's just say, remember how I was like, oh, in a few weeks from now, I'm going to be real sad when this happens. Well, it turns out, didn't take that long, didn't take a few weeks for me to be sad for that thing to happen. A couple days, that's all it took. It took a few days, and womp, womp, womp. Let's just say there was a mayday, mayday, mayday. Mm, no. You got old Kenny sad again. You're like, oh, you don't sound sad. Well, that's because much like the Hulk, who's always angry, I'm always sad. Things get weird when I'm happy. I come on here and say really brazen things. Episodes get lost or parts of episodes get lost. When I'm happy and have hope for the future. Actually, we did lose one really great joke. I'm going to repeat it on here so it's not lost to the Chronicles of Time. Because it's no longer in the Chronicles of the old Kenny Hosho library. At one point, I said something along the lines of... If I do this right, if I get this done, Houdini ain't got nothing on me. Getting out of a straight jacket ain't nothing compared to old Kenny unhooking this girl's bra. What up? It's funnier in context, which you will never hear if you didn't hear it the first time, because it's gone. I George Lucas'd it. I went back and digitally removed and altered the movie, the podcast. Why? I mean, I went back and I changed it for a very specific reason, but it would defeat the purpose if I just talked about it. In this episode, so you probably know why. It's not dying of embarrassment, at least not currently. But let's just say if I kept it there, you never know. It's very, very unlikely, but you never know. So, 2019, already starting out as not the year of old Kenny. How about you? Are you one of these New Year's resolutions type? Have you set out some goals? 
Have you already failed said goals? Is that why you're here? You're like, man, I screwed up. No carbs in my diet. I feel really awful. Let's go listen to old Kenny. That guy failed in life. I may feel lethargic more than I need to, but that guy's homely, poor, and gonna die alone. I'm looking like a real winner. This guy makes me feel good about myself, listening to him and his bullshit. That's why I'm here, I guess. That's why I'm here. I'm not, I'm 100% not a New Year's resolution type of person. If you think I'm gonna show up to the gym January 2nd, and deal with all these Rudy Poo candy asses with their unrealistic hopes of not being a fatty, fatty, fat, fat who can play tum to dum tum tum to dum tum on their stomachs. If you think I'm gonna do that, you don't know me very well. And if you knew I wouldn't do that, very good, sir. It's good to see you again. But I will say I have taken some strides upon, I don't know, like moving forward in life because, man, life just flies by you. Like, I never ever dreamt uh, when I was a boy that I would be a 32-year-old loser. I was such an ambitious kid. I thought that by the time I was 25, I would be a millionaire in movies, doing comedy. You know, be married to Hilary Duff, probably, with Kristen Crook on the side. I figured the only challenge I was going to have in life were, like, you know, professional challenges. Mm, I gotta, gotta put on 20 pounds of muscle for this role or drop 20 pounds for this other one. Gotta have a real killer punchline for my HBO special. Whereas now, every waking moment is agony. Every waking moment is a challenge. Getting up and not wanting to kill myself first thing in the morning is the ultimate challenge, really. So far, I don't know, so good, I guess. Depends how you want to look at this. The part of me is like, why are we still here? Can't be that hard to tie a noose. That part of me is like, so far, so not so good. But you know, the the PC thing, the, the pro-life people will be like, so far, so good. We all know I'm just taking up space here. Outside of a handful of people who laugh at my jokes and tune in and tune out each and every week, I'm no good to anyone. I'm assuming half the people at work prefer I weren't around because it's a seniority-based type of situation. And so all the perks, I get first crack at them. As for girls I've been interested in and uh, have made moves on, they're like, prefer that son of a bitch never existed. One less scar on my mind. And I suppose these past two examples are debatable, but this next one I know is a fact, because my mother tells me all the time, I wish you were never born. I'm like, I wish that too. I'm like, oh my gosh, did we just agree on something? Besties. And then she smacks me over the head. She's like, how dare you? How dare you try to lower me to your level, loser? I'll never be a friend, you sack of no good piece of shit. I'm like, oh man, lady, you went easy on me today. I forget what I was talking about. So I'm just going to abandon ship, whatever it was. Probably not life-changing. I, I just got to be honest. I know me. I don't say anything that's so profound. You're like, my life is now different. The historians will take note that prior to hearing old Kenny say this, I was a different man and became a totally different man after that. I'm definitely not, not that. I can't even do that for myself. The only history book I'll ever make it into is Guinness's World's Greatest Losers. 
The whole book is just empty pages, just white paper. Why? Because we're a bunch of losers. We don't deserve to be in a book. When I'm talking about working on some stuff, and I guess one of the things I don't know that I work on, I take a shot every now and then, I guess, or think about it every now and then, is getting me a baby girl. And I mean in more ways than one. I mean getting me a girlfriend that's too hot for me, that's way out of my league, but then I plant a seed in her. I give her a baby girl and she's going to have to stick around or not because, you know, even part-time employed single mothers are doing better than old Kenny. I'm almost certain any girl in their right mind who would engage in sexual intercourse with old Kenny would be like, I'm willing to hold down three jobs so that you have nothing to do with me and the baby, which most men would be offended by. But I'm like, lady, you're making all my dreams come true. I'm getting to do the old hibbity dibbity do to one smoking broad, accidentally or purposefully, I guess, knock her up and not have to be involved in any way, shape, or form without going out, sneaking out to the quote unquote store to buy a pack of cigarettes? You saved me like $11.50. Have I told you I loved you? I didn't mean it. I don't even mean it now. There's something wrong with me I can't love. And that's why I feel like I'm wasting my time. But I did have a look at a few different YouTube videos. My buddy Sheed sent me a couple podcasts about how to get the girl. Depends on who you listen to. Some, you know, some old school guys will be like, just have money. You don't even need to be good looking. Just have money. And there are definitely chicks that you can buy with money. And then you listen to some other people and they're like, just be really good looking or hope that you're really good looking. Because again, there are definitely women out there who don't care about anything other than looks. They don't care if you if you've robbed a couple banks, if you if you killed a couple people, if you sell drugs to children, they don't care. As long as you look good, have a six pack, and be preferably over six feet tall, they're down. There's definitely a shitload of women well thoughts anyways. Who's gotten down with a couple Jamals in their day because of that? I don't know, racist as facts. All right, all right. I'm not being 100% accurate, I guess. Some of them were also named Jermaine. But I did listen to one podcast that was quite contradictory to both of these ideas, both of these philosophies. It was like a group of guys. I don't know what they look like. It was a podcast. But it sounds like... Some of them were like not good looking guys, one was average, one was really good looking, which is actually a smart way to do it. If you're going to have a podcast that talks about picking up women and you want to kind of appeal to a large audience, having someone from each of these groups represented makes a whole lot of sense. But they're like, you definitely don't need to be rich. Let's get that off the bat. Let's get that out of the way right off the bat. You don't need to be rich. Can it help you? Absolutely. And just... I don't think they went into detail, but I can think of like a few ways that you can that would help you. I mean, you can take them to the nicest restaurants, and if you're not just rich, you got like a little bit of pull in this world. You can also, you know, get them into exclusive places. Bare minimal, you pick up every single check. That's gonna look good on you, right? But I'm pretty sure they even said you don't even need to be good looking. It's it's way harder if you're not good looking. 
but it's not necessary. And that gives me hope. Because 10 years ago, I had looks. Didn't have money, but I had looks. Could have got it done probably just based on looks. But now, I ain't got much. But the sheer fact, a bunch of guys who apparently pick up tons of chicks, they're saying, you don't need looks. Just be super confident. And you've heard that, right? Everybody says that. Just be confident. You know, really like yourself. Think highly of yourself. Believe in yourself. And girls are going to come flocking to you. I guess I'm screwed. Confident. Loving myself. This starts with self-love. Oh my goodness. I guess I am dying alone. Like, had this been the opposite, it's like, oh, hate yourself. Women want to be the center of attention. You can't be confident. You got to be there to boost their confidence by telling them how much you love them and how much you're unworthy of that love. Boy, I'd be neck deep in chicks. There would be a Scrooge McDuck vault, but instead of money, there'd be a bunch of women. Not corpses. I'm not into weird shit like that. They're all alive, but they love me so much they're willing to... Lay in a cold, dank vault for many, many weeks just to get a shot at the most self-loathing, self-hating, homely man they've ever met. But nope, nope. It's quite the opposite. You gotta love yourself. You gotta be confident. But I have taken that to heart. I have tried to see the positives. And I was talking to my buddy Sheed. And he's a good dude. He talks me up. He's like, Eddie, you've got this as a strength. you got this as a strength. Not everybody has this strength. Unfortunately, my two strengths are not good looks and rich. Because I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I, I was good looking and rich. I'd be too busy nailing chicks. You know that. Like, if I ever get rich and famous now, I'll keep doing the podcast. Because that's the way I'd be rich and famous. And you bet your ass after years of you know self-deprecation, I'd be gloating. That podcast would be like, so let me describe this girl for you. Actually, let me use the KennyHoShow.com for once. Let me post a picture of this girl. Let me post a picture of, of me in bed with this girl, actually, so you believe me. But I digress. It turns out I do have some strengths, and I am trying to look at these strengths and, you know, try to feel a bit more confident. I don't think I'll ever get to the point where I'm, like, full of confidence and no doubt. I think... The best I can get and hope for is a bit of confidence, holding back, working like a dam, I guess, against a tidal wave of doubt. But it was really good to hear that good looks, money, that's not everything, you know? Because I was going to say, I'm, I'm out of touch with when it comes to dating. I was never in touch when it comes to dating. I've never even touched that many girls. And the few that I have, most of them have screamed and ran away from me. A couple pepper sprayed me. And one or two of them ran off to their big black boyfriends and was like, he touched me inappropriately. Get him, Jermaine. Get him, Jamal. I'm like, no! Wu-Tang for life! We're boys! No, I've never been in touch with women. I want to say it's a generational thing. But I think, you know, I... I want to say I read books. I don't read shit. Well, I read comic books. But I've watched enough TV to see the retrospect of our society. And it seems like getting women is generational. It skipped me, but didn't skip my generation. So I can see what people, you know, my peers of a certain ilk have had to do to get women. You know, back in the day, 
Hey, sir. So, uh, uh, I have this ox, and uh, I, I like your daughter, sir. Um, uh, you think I can just give you this ox in exchange for your daughter? And the answer was usually, Hell yeah! We need that ox to plow our fields or whatever. We don't need this pig. She's eating up all the crops. So yes, the, the example I just used was uh, a, a skinny fella uh, chubby chasing, yes? Because the Kenny Ho Show is an inclusive uh, environment. I'm not always just talking about, you know, hot girls. Sometimes I know even the unappealing fat chick deserves to be loved. Not by me. I'd rather die alone, I'm telling you that much. Shallow? That's fine. My grave will still be deep. You see, so that was back in the day. So that was like way back, playback. You know, a little bit more recent. It was like the 50s. So let's say like in the 50s. In the 50s, it was, you know, you know, classic America, you know. This was supposed to be like the best time ever. People were talking like, Oh, hi there, mother. How are you doing? Is little Jimmy ready for school? Oh, yes, father, he is ready. Your lunch is packed, and your shirt is ironed and starched. Have yourself a great day at work, and I'll see you at six. I'm making pot roast. And then the doorbell rings. Oh, I wonder who that is. Opens the door, sees old Kenny, and I'm like, Oh, hi, oh, hey, hi there, sir. Uh, uh, I, I like your daughter, and uh, I've got this ox. And the father's like, you stay the hell away from my daughter, you squinty-eyed son of a gun. Those dishes over at the Chinese restaurant aren't going to wash themselves. Get going, you rascal. And don't you ever come back here. I'm friends with the deputy. Ah, simpler times, right? See, back then, like, it was, uh, people were openly racist, like segregation. Asian people only ran dry cleaning places. Or worked in the restaurant. But now, everybody... It's way more confusing. It's... Everybody is a closeted racist. Like, fathers can't tell their daughters not to date these Asian guys because of the color of their skin. They have to beat around the bush. They have to be like, well, you shouldn't date this guy because we want to keep the bloodline pure. Aryan race or bust, you know? Nah, I'm kidding, man. That's not the world we live in. People are way more deceitful than that. It's like, nah, you should, you shouldn't date Ping Pong Sarah because, you know, he just, he, he's not gonna get tall, you know. I, and I, you know, it's my dream for for uh, for my bloodline to be basketball players. And well, Ping Pong is just genetically, he's not gonna get me to my dream. She's like, oh, so I should just date a bunch of Jamals and Jermaine? He's like, no, no. You date a Steven and a Robert Smith III. Nah, I'm kidding. That's not how well we live. And fathers do not have that talk with their daughters. These white girls are racist on their own. They look at you and they're like, uh, I'm just really, really busy. I'd love to go out with you, but those carpets ain't going to vacuum themselves. Uh, listen, girl, I will buy you one of those, like, robot vacuum cleaners. It's the first step to, towards uh, Skynet. I really shouldn't encourage Skynet to come sooner. But, hey, if I want to get to, you know, give you the old hibbity dibbity do, I will, I will, I will, 
Bring on Arnold is what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to get at. She's like, uh, well, uh, I have a lot of homework I gotta do. I'm like, you're not even in school. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, the blind aren't gonna feed themselves. Uh, yeah, they are. They're blind. They still have use of their mouth and arms. She's like, oh my gosh, I gotta go. Apple is on Snap threatening to kill herself. I gotta go. First of all, what type of name is Apple? Secondly, you let me know if she's successful and then you give me some tips. But that leads me to my next point. Nowadays, it's different. Like back in the day, I remember getting a girl's number was a big deal. I remember when Superfan Megan gave me her number. I was like, hey, can I get your number? And she like, she's like, oh, digits. And she took my phone and happily put it in. I was ecstatic. And there was one other time where I went up to this girl who shall be unnamed because she's a... I was actually thinking of her when I was coming up with all those racist examples. Racist white girl. Let's call her racist white girl. I remember going up to racist white girl and be like, hey, I think you're really pretty. Do you think I can have your number? And she gave me her number. I was ecstatic and to the moon. But it's different now, isn't it? Now it's, yo, bitch, what's your snap? Yo, hit me on the gram. What's your IG handle? Like, digits is way better. Especially if the girl's social media game is strong, right? Because if she's got 100,000 followers and you want her Instagram... That's just business. She'll give your IG handle no problem. She wants to give everyone her IG handle. Even if you don't ask, you're probably gonna get her IG handle. Just follow me at hotbabe6969. Thanks. Yeah, baby, we'll uh, we'll DM, we'll talk. She's like, not likely. Like, perfect strangers are gonna find her IG. It's nothing special. Whereas a number... I mean, I guess it could get leaked all over the internet, but I mean, she'll just change it. It's no big deal. And if she doesn't, there's a good chance she's a lady of the night. She wants her number in the back pages. She wants her number splashed all over social media so she can get more clients. And if that's the case, you don't want to give her the call. You want to throw that number away. Actually, you don't want to throw that number away. You want to keep that number in your back pocket for those really, really lonely nights. Or if she's got a discount, then you give her a shout. And after coitus, you, you, you cuddle up with her and you tell her things like, I could have loved you. But if you get a legitimate number from a non-hookeroo, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, you get to, you know, fantasize a bit. You got to plan out your date. Hopefully it's not a fantasy. You plan within your means. But that's also part of it. It's like, oh, what's realistic? What restaurant do I like? What restaurant might she like? Do I want to try something new? That's fun. And then you get to call the girl to tell her about your plan. And then you get to hear her voice and be in heaven for a couple of minutes. And then you guys set it in stone and you get to be excited. And you can't wait until the time passes before that happens. I mean, that's so nice and sweet, right? But nowadays, more and more, it's just like, yo, let me see your ass. Yo, girl, post some pictures of your ass. Are you surprised that more and more there's more G's than there are gents? More thoughts than there there are proper girls, proper ladies? I mean, it's not all bad. We do live in a very promiscuous society. One where maybe a 7.5 loses her damn mind and throws old Kenny a bone, right? 
But I also think what's going on is we're becoming more and more of a delusional home run society. I mean, I'm the perfect example. Look at me. I'm a nobody. I don't look good. I don't spray cologne on myself so I don't smell good. Not that I stink. Oh, spread that rumor. Oh, Kenny don't smell, all right? And if you look at my apartment, we got rid of the roaches so it's better, but still ain't that good. But more and more, I think these girls are caught up in getting that home run guy, getting perfect 10. Whereas back in the day, honestly, because you met people through real means, like meeting them in person and stuff and talking to them and getting the sense to, uh, and getting to know them and getting a sense of what they stand for. And girls can fall for like actual qualities. Now, like this guy looks really good. He's got a six pack abs. And then you meet him. It's like, oh, well, he's kind of a douchebag, but who cares? He's sexy. And that's just it. Guys or girls alike, at the end of the day, care how good looking you are or not, work on your personality. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a bitch. Because the real quality ones, at the end of the day, like if you look at guys uh, like like my buddy Mikey, first and foremost, like the like probably the most successful person I know. This guy, he could definitely, at one point in his life, I feel like he could still do it, date models. Again, not to throw his wife under the bus, she's a good-looking woman, but by no means is she a 10 out of 10 supermodel. What she is, is a good woman. And that's what, and that's what the good guys are going to be attracted to. They're not going to be attracted to a thought. And you got to imagine that's what a good woman is also attracted to. Well, hopefully not another good woman, because it's like, damn, two birds, one stone, goddammit. The odds are even more against old Kenny. But you know what I mean? Like Gal Gadot. Like she's one of the premier, most beautiful women on this planet. Good woman. And I think her guy is like, you know, whatever, regular looking. But I think he's probably, I don't know. I think I may be mixing it up. I don't know if he's a good dude or she's a good woman. You know, but I'm assuming it's a thing. I don't know. I feel like it should be a thing. I'm telling myself, hey man, you're you're a good, you're a good, uh, decent guy. You're an old, decent guy, old Kenny. Good things are going to happen for you. You got a great girl someday. I tell myself these things because I'm too much of a coward to kill myself. But I digress. What I'm trying to get at is why I feel like this is the case is because if you go on YouTube or just Google, there is so much resources on how to get the girl. Meaning more than ever, people are looking up how to get the girl because they ain't that good looking. They ain't that rich or they just don't have game. It's probably the two former, not the latter, because if you're good looking, you're getting a girl. It's happening. Whether you want to or not, lots of shit will flock at you, but also a few decent ones too. And some of the stuff is really useful and makes sense, but others, not so much. Like I found one dude, he's, a, he's like a good looking, light skinned black dude. And he's like giving the worst fracking advice I've ever heard. He's just like, you know, when you text a girl... Just text her like you would text a guy. You know, why Why go through all these psychological steps? Why Why do this and do that? Just, you know, just, you know, just feel it. Use your feeling. If, just feel good and text her. And when she texts you back that she wants to go out, she wants to hang out, you should just type back LOL or nothing at all. Yeah, man, don't worry about it. This guy's an idiot, right? You have to play games. A standard, hey, how are you, unless she's already interested in you, is not going to fly. The reason he gives this type of advice is because he's a good-looking dude. Like, 97% of all the chicks he's getting numbers from is already down. They're already ready to go. He doesn't need to put in any freaking work. He can literally say whatever, and that's what he said. He's like, you can literally say whatever. It doesn't matter as long as you feel confident. That is not true, you jackass. 
You cannot say the wrong thing. If you're like, hey, what up, ho, and you're not a good-looking dude, she's going to get upset. If you say, hey, what up, ho, and you're a good-looking dude, she's like, not much, what about you? Tee-hee, hearts, hearts, blowing kisses. Like, what a jackass. Good-looking guys are not looking at those videos because they do not have this trouble. Maybe they got confidence, unless they got confidence issues. They are not looking at these videos. So I guess my advice to you is if you're looking for someone to help, for a video to help you, don't look at the ones with really good-looking guys because they don't know what they're talking about. They're talking from their own experience, and their experience is going to be different from yours. You have to work harder. You have to stand out from the crowd. You have to, you have to play games. You have to find new and unique ways to send a girl text to capture the imagination. And if she's too dumb to get your wit, then you move on from her anyway. Learn to break the ice, but don't do it with an ice pick. Do it with some sort of clown hammer, because it's way more interesting. Alright, that's it. That's episode 188 of the Kenny Ho Show. 12 more till 200. I should really not hype it, because I don't know that it's going to be good. I already have one thing that I planned that's... Well, two things, actually, that I don't think are going to happen, because it just requires other people. When you require other people, at least for me anyways, there's a good chance it's not going to happen. But I will try to make it good. I will try to make it big and grand, or at least bigger and grander than a regular episode of the old Kenny Ho show. So maybe, I mean, at least, I guess maybe it's something to look forward to. I don't want to hype it up. You can hype it up yourself if you want to. I feel like you'd be leading a very sad existence if the one thing you got going for you is the Kenny Ho show 200. I mean, you'd be living my life and that's just sad. I don't wish it upon anybody. All right, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep already. It's like four in the afternoon right now. All right, I'll see you next week. We'll talk next week. I won't actually see you. Just like you won't actually see me. Even Tiffany Alvord won't be seeing me. In front of her house. In the tree. Wearing camouflage. A pair of binoculars. Equipped with night vision. Because I'm too depressed to... Even stalker. Elizabeth Olsen, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!